This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello and welcome to Culture Check, a Tailgate Society podcast. Please check the TailgateSociety.com and subscribe to Tailgate Society podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Arnold Woods, and I'm joined, as always, by Emily Cornell. Emily, what's going on? You know, living my best life, just hanging out. College football feels like it's, like, really back, so that's fun. Let's uh, not talk about college okay. football. Well, that's all right. That's all right. We can <laughs> skate over college football. My team is not playing. I don't – I'm like, oh, football's on, but, like, Wyoming's not playing, so I'm just like, oh, right, we have that. But the Nuggets, I think, are going to win uh, their series in seven, so – are you calling it? You calling the? You calling oh, yeah. the upset? I, mean, I called it the other day when they they must have lost. No, they won. And I'm like the Nuggets are going to win. Um, so calling it Nuggets and seven. They for whatever reason are making it work. So that might be a hot take. I don't really care. I think the Nuggets they can do it, and then we'll see what happens after that. I just feel like the Nuggets, if they really want to succeed, they got to feed Monte Morris, put the ball in his hands, let him cook. Let them lead the squad. That's my take on that. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they need to, like, like Michael Porter Jr. frustrates me to no end. So I I would love to see them give the ball to Morris more. We're going to talk about that on the next pod. That's our next sports pod. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be back with that some other time. Maybe that's a, a secret podcast. We can do that. We can do an NBA podcast, just, like, randomly drop that. But I would love that, honestly. That'd be really fun. I think when it's like back to normal, normal, we should do that. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. We're here for these purposes though, to talk about music. Yes. Coming off of our last podcast, which was elementary school albums. Emily and I discussed four albums from our elementary school years. We did tragic kingdom. We did Equimini. We did warning by green day. And we did The Writings on the Wall by Destiny's Child. And now, of course, moving on into the adolescent phase of our lives, the middle school years. Good years. Four, yes. Were they good? No. Were they good for you? Uh, no, I was homeschooled sixth grade and seventh grade and then went to a public school eighth grade. So wow. that went about as well as anyone would assume. That is also another podcast that I would be fascinated to have. <laughs> middle school is just a, a people are really bad. Yeah. As, at that age it's just not a good age to be I look back on my middle school years and I'm like I wasn't a good person back then I couldn't have been no middle schooler is 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 that great so no no all middle schoolers are just like they just have so much going on internally that they don't even know how to like work through they're just like I'm just like angry and happy and sad all at the same and I just don't understand hormones so yeah it's a lot to deal with so let me ask you this then did that kind of inform your picks 
for the albums that we or that you chose for the for the purposes of this episode? Were you kind of were you expressing your angst or your hormones or transitioning to, you know, young adulthood? What what made you pick these albums? I guess we can maybe you can just give the people listening which albums we'll be discussing today. Yeah, so we'll be discussing Mama's Gun by Erica Badu, 8701 by Usher, Infinity on High by Fall Out Boy, In Between Dreams by Jack Johnson. If you list like heard all of those album names and you can't guess who picked what, I like <laughs> I don't think you listen to any of our podcasts. Um, I picked Infinity on High and In Between Dreams. Um, I did neither album I listened to during my middle school years that much. Infinity on High, kind of, but it wasn't the it wasn't the album. I didn't feel like anyone would want to hear us talk about Evanescence. Um, so we are <laughs> instead. His Fall Out Boy was like definitely at their peak, I think, or on their way there. Like people knew who they were because of um from under the cork tree and everyone loved dance dance and sugar we're going down we're like i don't know if you've listened to those songs and sugar we're going down like i don't know what he's saying most of the time but like i don't care <laughs> that song slaps i love that song still um <laughs> that's a great song that's their only the only fallout boy song i was familiar with is sugar we're going down oh so, wow it's not on this record but i was i that's the only context in which i understand fallout boys through that song so and that's and that makes sense because i feel like that was kind of like what got them a lot of attention and then after they put out from under the cork tree they put out infinity on high and um i think that they kind of sing about kind of that fame that they got and they're like all of a sudden um all bigger than they were and um it was more that Fall Out Boy was such a big deal during those middle school years. Like everyone was listening to Fall Out Boy. So I was like, well, that's definitely a band that like, it's like picking Weezer, um, like one of their albums. Like people, have, everyone was listening to them and talking about them. So that was why I picked that one. And then In Between Dreams, I had I didn't listen to that album until high school, but I also feel like Jack Johnson was another, like he was super popular and people still love jack johnson like he's so mellow and um i i feel like in about 20 years jack johnson will be like yacht rock well it's interesting that you say that because so this is one. this is one of the reasons i'm enjoying doing this podcast is because of our age difference Mm -hmm. and we are we are close enough in age where we're familiar with a lot of the same things culturally musically yeah but we're we're far we're far enough apart for the for this exercise where you know, you were in middle school while I was in high school. And so these are two high school albums for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in Between Dreams came out March 1st, 2005, which would have been my sophomore year of high school. And then Affinity on High came out in February of 07, which was, that was like two two weeks or two months before I graduated from from high school, my senior year of high school. And so these things, actually with In Between Dreams, with Jack Johnson, I actually think of it more as, you know, I'm I'm someone who lives in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and so, being in Iowa, you know, you get to a certain amount, or you know, living any any at any place at any age, you know, you get to a certain point, and you start going to weddings. And Jack Johnson is like wedding music to me, Ooh, like yeah. walking down the aisle. Um, you know, I'm I'm someone who 
know, also spoiler alert, I know a lot of white people. <laughs> been to a lot of white weddings. And Jack Johnson is 100% on that wedding playlist. So I've, I'm familiar with his style. And as far as Fall Out Boy, what you're talking about, this definitely just made me think of the end of high school. It made me think of the people I knew who were into this punk rock. I wasn't, but I was adjacent to a lot of the, of people who were. And so it was in my, you know, peripheral, I guess. But this is the first time I've actually sat and, you know, listened to Fall Out, a Fall Out Boy album all the way through. And so with our, you know, I asked you about, is this kind of, was this an expression of how you were feeling, is, which is why you picked these albums? And so I'm interested to hear that you said that you hadn't really, you weren't listening to a lot of Jack Johnson at the time. So listening to it now, I guess, like, what were, you, what were your thoughts? Listening to it now, like, I like listening to Jack Johnson a lot now, music similar to that. I, a spoiler alert, I love listening to wedding type music. I guess I didn't think about Jack Johnson as that, but as you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, if I were to get married, I would probably play Jack Johnson at the reception. Like, that makes sense. His songs are so happy. Like, they're non-offensive, but, like, are pleasant. Um, Kind of like Ed Sheeran. And, like, I'm sure plenty of people hate listening to Ed Sheeran because they hear his songs at every wedding. And I hear Ed Sheeran, I'm like, yes, I'm so happy to be here. Um, so that probably is why I'm like, oh, yeah, Jack Johnson's so great. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, th- I think about when when i was listening to the to this album to the in between dreams album it is very relationship focused like lyrically mm-hmm. i think about a guy who just sits down and writes a bunch of songs about the woman that he's dating or that he's married you know there's one song i i don't know the which one specifically but there's one where he's like the lyrics are talking about we've been together 10 years like it explicitly says that and it's not a very metaphorical album lyrically which is different than an album like infinity on high which i I also wanted to talk about after this but it's very you know explicitly here's our relationship here's what i love about it there might be one song there's one song about a bad relationship i think but overall it's very young guy writes love songs yeah and it works you know, you know, it's for, for what it is. It, it, it works. It's straightforward in that way. It was very pleasant to listen to. I think pleasant is the word that kind of comes to mind after listening to the album. It was very pleasant. It was an easy listen, short songs, a, a lot of acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it works. And for the people who like that type of music, I imagine that you would buy an album like In Between Dreams and you would just absolutely love it. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I I enjoy listening to it. What did you? What about Infinity on High for you? What did you revisiting that album or or you know you you kind of mentioned Fall Out Boy in the last episode. So what is I I'm, I wanted to know kind of what your relationship is to that band and how that kind of informed your listening to this album. Yeah, so I really like this album. I loved like we had it. This was one of the probably one of the first albums I like owned and definitely not when it came out um like again depending on like where I was in life if my parents were like yeah you can buy this music or no you can't um 
So like we when we talked about like the writings on the wall, I remember getting like say my name. My mom was like, oh, I hate this song. And then Infinity on High was one of those other very early music collection albums I just listened to on repeat. Um, listening to it now, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have been listening to this when I was like 14 or 15, but um, I didn't think anything of it. And now I'm like, ah, yes, got it. <laughs> um, I kind of have a more of an appreciation for like what they're singing about. I'm like, ah, yes, just like life. Um, and so, yeah, I listening to it and I listened to it a couple times this week because I was just like, man, um, there's a lot to take out of it. And like, I can know all the words to these songs, but like not because I knew what I was singing. And um, now I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Enjoyed it. What did you think of listening to um, Infinity on High when like the only follow-up boy song that you knew was Sugar, We're Going Down? So I kind of connect with you when you say like, I don't know a lot of the words that he, that they're saying in that song. Yes, yes. And it's kind of the same. I, I, I want to ask you, do you, you look up the lyrics, right? When we, when you're listening to these or do you not, when you're listening to the albums? I list, I've looked up lyrics for like certain songs where I'm unsure like super unsure where I'm like, this makes zero sense. Or I'm like, am I really like when we were listening to like Mama Sita from Aquamanai, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. am I really hearing what I'm hearing? <laughs> I, and I was like, Oh my God, I don't like this. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, I'll, I'll do that and look up the lyrics. And then for like Jack Johnson, don't really need to do that. No. no. So for this, I, I, I thought about, Listening to Infinity on High, the only thing that I could think about was how different it was from some of the other albums that are somewhat similar in genre and, and specifically Warning. So what we talked about last episode, we talked about Warning and I was talking about how like straightforward it is, kind of straightforward punk rock for whatever my conception of that to be is. Like that's what I, when I imagine punk rock and then I listen to Warning, I'm like, okay, this kind of matches what it the image or the, the the style of music that I have in my head. And when I listen to infinity on high, it is, it's not that it's different. And I could tell from the first song where I'm just like, this is different than green day. This is different than warning, right? These are power chords. This is like stadium music. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are kind of like, it's almost like poetry type. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of it is, it's not like nonsensical, but like very metaphorical, and I don't look up the lyrics. And so I'm trying to like listen to them and I'm trying to understand what they're saying. And then maybe if I listen to this album again, I'll go back and kind of go through songs and look at look up the lyrics online. But I'm trying to just catch what they're saying and then also interpret that through the music that they're playing. And so when I'm listening to this album, I'm just like, yeah, this is a lot different than this. These are two very different bands. They're two very different frames of reference. And the the lyrics combined with the musical style is just so different than than Warning was. And again, I'm trying to expand my horizons as, as far as the type of music that I'm listening to, the type of rock music that I'm listening to, because I really don't have a, a way to critique it. Like I said in the last episode, I really don't have 
the mind to critique these songs or, or in these different musical styles that I'm trying. And I just, just really note how different the two styles are. And I really appreciated that, I guess. Do you kind of see, can you kind of see the differences of, of, of what I'm saying a little bit? Yeah. So after you had said that, like thinking about it, like, you know, how you were talking about warning and then listening to Infinity on High, I'm like, okay, so like what, Arnold doesn't like listen to punk rock re- like very much. So like what, what is he going to notice between these two albums? And like, um, Fall Out Boy is like more, it's just more. It's just like, they have a lot more going on in their songs. They, um, while they have a drummer, a bassist, and a guitarist, like they still do way more with it. Like they bring in other instruments and like they, it, to your point, like it's stadium music and like, they have songs that they are stadium it like it's used in stadiums and like Green Day not so much and Fall Out Boy um like I think appeal like it's a little bit more commercialized like it appeals to people a little bit more than Green Day might because it's like oh yeah like this has a sound that like yeah it'll blend into like a top 40s uh radio station where warning i don't know if like most of those songs you would be like yeah this is a top 40 yeah i think that also like the style of of lyrics too is just more it's Mm -hmm. like confident yes like it's not angsty when when i think of rock or or punk rock or whatever it's like rebellious or you know, we're the outsiders, but we're making this type of music to express ourselves. And even like warning, right? It's like the the title track is talking about like having issues with authority and um, challenging the system and things like that. And, you know, just kind of that outsider perspective. And when I listen to Infinity on High, it's not that. It's like, we're cool. Yes. Like we're good at playing these instruments. We, we sound good. Yes. I'm a confident person in life and you know uh it's it's whatever like it's it's very much the insider perspective versus the outsider it's i'm cool i'm confident i'm um you know i'm staking my claim and all that type of stuff so that was kind of different too did you kind of get that or yeah and that they're more like they're like oh yeah we have the success also you know we're definitely um like sleeping around and doing all this stuff and just like living the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Um, We're rock stars. That's what I'm getting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And green day is not doing that in their music at all. Um, So like, that's another pretty major difference in just like the way the content is like given the lyrics what did you think of listening to, and again, this is to kind of recap. So you picked Infinity on High and In Between Dreams. You were in, what years were you in middle school? I was in middle school from uh, 2004 to 2007. When were you in middle school? So it would have been the year 2000, fall of 2000 through spring of 03. Okay. So kind of that early 2000s period. 
which yes. was, you know, I, we, we associate those, we associate those years, the years of our youth, I think with, with the time that we were in school. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of early 2000s, I think of like Nelly, I think of yes. I, certainly Destiny's Child, you know, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Um, so what made you pick these two albums then? So I wanted to, I w- let's, let's talk about 8701 first. Let's okay. talk about 8701. Because this is, I, I, I picked this album, first of all, because I'm familiar with it. And yeah. again, listening to it, I think about um, being in the car with my sister, taking me to school, and albums like 8701 are playing. So I'm familiar with a lot of the songs. And these, this, this album kind of reminded me of Writings on the Wall in terms of like a lot of iconic songs, a lot of timeless songs. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but I I kind of, I wanted to look at this album because it's so, for a couple of reasons. First of all, because I think that Usher's most popular album is Confessions, right? Yes. I think that's the album that he's associated with the most, which is the album that came after this. But this album has so many hit songs on it and was so popular. And it's, it's, it's a testament to the success of Confessions, that that's the one that he's known the most for, because for anyone else in their career, 8701 is, is a milestone. Usher won albums and Usher won Grammys in consecutive years for album for songs off of 8701. So he won a he won a Grammy in I think it was he wins a Grammy in 01 and in 02 or 02 and 03, maybe. So two consecutive years off of one album. Like, that's crazy. Like, that is very rare. And, like, that's how popular this album was. That's how successful this album was. And I think about that era. The album's called 8701 because it came out on August 7th of 2001, right? So it comes out a month before 9-11. And I thought about that as I was listening to it, especially, you know, we're recording this on the, on the 13th. So we just had the, the anniversary of, of, of September 11th. But how that kind of impacted things and... I think about, you know, Aaliyah passed away mm-hmm. right after this album came out and right before 9-11 and just that entire year. And it's just, it's a time capsule. This is definitely a time capsule, but this album has, it's, it's incredibly front loaded. I'll say that off the bat. It's, it's the first half of this album is basically perfect. And the songs on here, you remind me and you don't have to call and twerk it out and, um, uh, you got a bad just hit after hit after hit and so so popular um such popular songs after such popular songs it's just it was really I wanted to kind of shine a spotlight on this album to say like yeah he's known for confessions and confessions was to me I say that confessions took him to another level of fame but 8701 in itself is just like really a landmark album so what did you think about when you were listening to 8701 so like you remind me you don't have to call um you had it bad like those are songs that like I remember just like listening to when I'd go visit my dad and um the woman who babysat me like her daughter was super into Usher and she was like a couple years older than me like she was in high school and she's like oh Usher and so like we would watch you know remember when MTV and VH1 <laughs> and BET were like all music videos. I do remember it. Yeah, like it's very bizarre to me that that is not the case anymore, but whatever. Um, 
so like I thought of that and I thought of um like you remind me specifically just like remembering that music video where yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) he's just like he's dancing and everyone loved Usher because like he could dance very well like he was a performer he wasn't just like oh yeah like I can sing like he could sing and he could dance and like you wanted to watch him when you say like music videos it makes me think like this was a big this is like a TRL album yeah this was like I remember coming home from school and this is more like 99 through 01 um but yeah you get home from school and four o'clock TRL is on MTV and I'm sure he had multiple videos from this album that were on, that were heavily requested on TRL. And definitely you remind me, and he's like, you know, he's dancing. Like you said, there's the dance break in the video mm-hmm. and the video is basically him like dancing around this girl for the whole time. And it's just, I don't know, again, it's just, it's a time capsule and though videos like that don't really exist anymore. And no performers like Usher, don't really exist anymore. There was a there was a thing on Twitter a couple months ago. Uh, I'm losing all my concept of time, but I'm, I'm guessing it was a couple months ago. And you know the versus thing that's going on. There's one going on right now actually with Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight. And so a couple months ago, people were saying that like Usher and Chris Brown should do one. And there was a stark generational divide because you know, some of the younger people would think that, you know, just off the top, of course, it's going to be Chris Brown. But like people like me, I'm like, you don't understand how many hits Usher has. Like Usher has hits. And we yeah. this is just off of 8701. We haven't talked about My Way. We haven't talked about Confessions, which is his biggest album. But this is mm-hmm. off of 8701. Like he has a lot of hits. And this is a, this is an album. To me, I would compare it almost to like. I mean, if Confessions is his thriller then 8701 is his bad, even though it's in reverse, because bad came after Thriller, and this comes before Confessions. But, like, bad is an iconic album. Bad is, yeah. like, you you follow an album like Thriller with bad, like, this is, it's really crazy to think about, but it's just two consecutive albums of multiple, like, five iconic songs. And it's, like, at least, at minimum, five iconic songs. So it's just, it's really crazy to to think about so i was i really enjoyed re-listening to this one it what is really uh, good oh go ahead i was gonna say i want to talk about mama's gun yeah before we get into the categories what is what were your thoughts i want to hear your thoughts first off on on listening to to mama's gun and okay this is um, certain this is yeah I, I don't think this is a different type of album Yes. than any of the albums that we've listened to for this for this podcast for this episode or the episode before so what were your thoughts i really enjoyed most of it it like not it's not super my style all of it um but like for the most part i was like oh man i would have this on at like a party like a low-key party not a rager and this is when it's safe to have people in my home but like, um, I was like, yeah, this is, uh, not really what I expected because I had not listened to it. I was like, I probably know two Erica Badu songs. So I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Um, and I, like, I found it very pleasant and just like, I kept playing it in my car. Um, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is good. It just is like, there's a lot going on in it without it being like obnoxious 
or like loud it's just like oh yeah there's like lots of beats and like she's in like incorporating a different types of music so like I don't super love like those songs that are like more funk but like the soul and the jazz I'm like oh this is like really like relaxing to listen to so this album this is like my lane this is um so you picked it yeah, yeah. This is and this is an album that I hadn't sat down and listened to all the way through before, I don't think. But last year there was a tiny desk concert that Erica Badu did. Uh are you from are you familiar with t- Tiny Desk on NPR? Yeah, I'm hipster trash. I'm very familiar with okay, NPR cool. everything. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So yeah, she did so she did a tiny desk last year and she did the first song, she did two songs. The first song was Rimshot, which is off her first album, Baduism. And then the second one she did was Green Eyes. She did a live performance of Green Eyes, which is off of this album. And I, want, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Erica Badu, I guess, before I give my comments on the album. I'm, I was interested to hear what your relationship to her music was. So you're, you weren't really that familiar with her music, you said. No, like I have heard of her and I, I would assume... If I had to, like, make a guess, if an educated bet, my dad has this album. Like, this is, like, very much up his lane of what he would have. It's not in his normal rotation of, like, the three jazz CDs he keeps in his car, but, like, he <laughs> definitely has this album. And um, so, like, that, those were initial thoughts. And, like, um, like, I know she's very big, but not amongst, like, my peers, like my older cousins listen to her and they like like older family members in general they all like her and I'm like yeah this is good and they're I don't know maybe because I don't listen to a lot of like soul type music but I'm like I don't know anyone who is like big right now like her she's pretty unique She's a unique figure in, in, in music and in the culture. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about her and, and why I picked this album. But if you think about her first album, Baduism, which came out in 97, I believe. And I remember the album coming out and the, the first single from the album was a song called On and On. And if you think of like the 90s, you know, popular R&B pop singer, females, you're, you're talking about Whitney Houston. You're talking about Brandy. You're talking about Monica. You're talking about Mariah Carey. You're talking about Tony Braxton, right? And there's some variety in between the names I just listed, but the similarities are closer than, than the differences between those, those women. And they're all great, and I'm a fan of all of them. But then here comes someone like Erica Badu, who is wildly different than the names that I just listed. The style of music that she does is wildly different and her style of singing is, is way different. And so have you heard on and on before? That's one of her most, one of her most popular songs. Have you, are you familiar with that song? Yeah. Okay. So, so you think about like a Mariah Carey song and then you, then you hear one day you, you turn on the radio, you turn on BET or whatever and you see Erica Badu and, and she's singing on and on. And it's this neo, neo soul jazz influenced. There's some Southern in there, you know, she's from Dallas. Erica Badu is from Dallas. And 
it's incorporating these styles of black music that are, you know, you're reaching back for something, right? You're thinking that the influences are bluesy, jazzy, but also soul. There's also some, there's a little bit of Aretha in there. There's a little bit of Al Green in there. And so you're kind of mixing these things together. And it makes me also think of the album Voodoo, which is one of the albums that I would have done for this, but it came out when I was in elementary school and I just didn't get a chance to pick it, but it's one of my favorite albums ever. Voodoo is by D'Angelo. And so Voodoo comes out in January of 2000. And then this album comes out in, I think, November of the year 2000. And it's these companion pieces. And yeah, this is, this is just my lane. This is the type of music that I love. This is the type of music that I love playing. And the, the soul, the funk of it is just, this is kind of right up my alley. And so I was just jamming listening to this. I remember I listened to this at the beginning of the week. And on Mondays and Tuesdays, I go to my office up in Ames. And so I'm like listening to this in my car and I'm just like jamming out. I'm listening to Didn't You Know? And I'm just like, just jamming. And it's a song that I hadn't heard in a long time. So I just, it was really comforting to, to revisit this album, I guess. So any more thoughts on, on Mama's Gun before we get into the categories? Um, not a ton. Just more that like it was, I think of these four, I, I'm like, oh, it's like the more obscure one, but it's not. Like that's the weird thing to think about this, of this album, like comparing it with the other three. Um, it's just like, oh, like everyone knows you remind me. A lot of people know about Fall, Fall Out Boy and then Jack Johnson. Like people know Banana Pancakes. They either love it or hate it. I don't believe anyone's lukewarm towards that song. Um, but then there's Mama's Gun. And I'm like, this one of the four, like it has the most like diversity in the songs. Like there's just so yeah. much going on in between each song. And you're just like, this is like, it makes it such a good album that you're not. And like, not to say that any of these other albums are like a Mumford and Sons album where like every song sounds the same. <laughs> like I, I do like Mumford and Sons catching strays. Like I like Mumford and Sons, but I also recognize that like a lot of the songs are very similar in their chord progression and like, I'll still listen to it. I'm not above it, but I'm just like, it's just so refreshing to like listen to an album where it's just like so many different like influences are on it, but it all flows together. Like it flows so well. And it just, it's like, wow, well, why, why are we not like praising this album more from like the early 2000s? And um, I'm sure in some like circles people are, those are not circles that I am a part of. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that that's one of the big reasons why we're doing this, yeah. I think, is to kind of shine a light and spotlight some of those albums that we feel like should get more play. You know, I yeah. could have gone with you know, an NSYNC record or, or whatever, but, you know, I'm, I'm, try I'm trying to find the balance between popular albums that people are familiar with and that they have opinions on, but also kind of maybe nudging them towards something that they don't know as well and, and, and might appreciate, so... I think it's good. I think hopefully it gives people f fun music to revisit. And like, I don't know how you like choose to listen to all the different albums, but I go on Spotify and I like make a playlist of all of them. But like in the process, I like look at the music recommendations or like artists that are similar. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh, like 
I didn't think about this. I should listen to this person. And it becomes like a rabbit hole of like, oh, I want to listen to this more. And I want to listen to this artist. And, oh, I didn't realize like this album came out. Well, that's kind of interesting with you. I Before we get into the categories, I know I had texted you kind of similar um, along with along with what you just saying when we were listening to, or when I was listening to 8701 and I was listening to, there's a song on there called, um, can you help me? Yeah. And I was listening to that. I was on my way to pick up my daughter from daycare and I was like listening to the song and I'm just like, you hear the influences from other people. So Usher was like really influenced by, um, like nineties R and B people like new edition. And so I listened to Can You Help Me? And it just made me think of the song Can You Stand the Rain? So I like texted you. Did you kind of how did I listened you, to it? Yeah. You I was like, I was like, oh, okay, I'll like listen to Can You Stand the Rain? And like immediately I like jumped to Can You Help Me? I'm like, oh, like this it's the same but different. Yeah. Um and like you know that Can You Help Me? was produced a little bit later just in terms of like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you, you know, it's influenced by older music and you're like, Oh yeah. Like I can see it. I can make that jump. And then like, um, see how it probably influenced like other music down the line, like for Usher, like I'm sure they're like, many other R&B artists and albums that he's like, yeah, this plays a big role in like what he's putting out. And like, he had a new song come out recently. It came up on my Spotify new music. And I was like, Oh, this sounds like Usher. I'm like, Oh, it is Usher. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I'm like looking at the credits here and I knew that. Can you stand the rain was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who are like these legendary eighties producers they produce a lot for you know they produce janet jackson's control album and they they've worked with like everyone they've worked with michael jackson they've worked with you know everyone they worked with new edition and so they actually so they produced both songs they produced can you help me and they produced can you stand the rain because they um did a bunch of ushers um 8701 album as well so it's full circle and i'm sure that i'm i know that usher has spoken publicly about his admiration for like Bobby Brown, who was in new edition. He was out of new edition when that, uh, when can you stand the rain came out, but the influence is there. So it's, to me, it's just cool to kind of make those connections and to, um, see who's influencing who and, and how that's, uh, affecting their music and how they're kind of reinterpreting things from the people that they grew up idolizing and listening to. So it's really cool. Yeah, it was like when you texted me that I was like, that's really neat. I would never have made that connection because I had not heard Can You Stand the Rain. Mm-hmm. Great song. Yeah, it was, I liked it a lot. And I was like, man, I need to listen to a lot more music. <laughs> that would um, be one for like before we were born, if we are doing the albums. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we were born, because I think Heartbreak came out in like 87 or 88, maybe. So a little bit before my time. These things happen. I'm sure we will, when we get to that, um, when we do pick albums from before we were born, they will somehow influence like the other albums that we've like either been really big fans of or have talked about like in the evolution of music. 
hundred percent spot on analysis. I agree a hundred percent. Should yeah. we do the categories? Yes. So for a reminder, we do the categories of best song, worst song, most singable, most underrated. And it is all based off of our own preference. There is not like a scoring scale or anything. It's us. So what was the best song to you off of Mama's Gun? I picked Green Eyes. Green Eyes is the closer. It's the last out, last song on the album. It's the longest song. And it is pretty much a straightforward jazz song. Mm-hmm. Starts off kind of bluesy interlude. It has like three sections. And the song is about, you know, Erica Badu is singing from the perspective of uh, being in a relationship or, or like ending a relationship and being jealous of um, her man's new new woman. And it's it just goes through these different phases where it's like, no, you know, I'm not I'm not really jealous. But wait, yes, I am. And like the the lyrics where it's like, you know, I'm so confused. You tried to hurt me. And she's kind of reconciling with that. And the third like movement basically of the song is like, you know, let's let's get back together. That's kind of what I think about when it's like kind of like the Al Green influence there. So I just love that song. And I was definitely influenced by her tiny desk performance of it because it's phenomenal um i'll link it on twitter after this or after this episode is released if you haven't seen it because it's incredible what did you pick i picked um didn't you know because it was the one that like as i listened to it each time i was like oh i like this so much (laughs) um and that is a very simple explanation of how i pick any song i'm like oh yeah i'll listen to this repeatedly Makes sense. I love that song. I just, I, like I said earlier, I was that one, when that one came on, that's like the second out or the second song on the album. And I just like, oh, that came on in the car and I just, I was jamming in there. So great pick. How about 8701? What did you pick for, for best song? Um, you don't have to call because it just like, listening to it i was like yes this song i forgot about this song and i just i really love that song i love it was a hard pick because um like you said like how the the front half of the album is loaded and a lot of those songs i'm just like yeah this is such a great it's like the writings on the wall how like you know that it's just a bunch of songs that you're like yes i'm gonna listen to this before i go out Oh when yeah. We used to do that. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. same with the first half of this album. Like, yes, this would all be on a going out playlist. Um, and it would just be they're fun. And it's even if the, the topic isn't the most fun, but it's still like, oh yeah, like it's Usher, it's fun, you want to dance, and you don't have to call is one of those songs to me. What did you pick as the best song? So I picked you remind me, and I'm I have to say, like, this was a coin flip. Like okay. I, I went into, before I listened to this album, before I re-listened to it, I went into it thinking like, yeah, you don't have to call 100%. It's going to be the best song. And, but when I heard you remind me again, I was just like, I don't think I cannot pick this song as the best one. But okay. it's, 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 it was a coin flick. It was right there between you remind me, you don't have to call. But you remind me, it's just, I, I really just love the song. And there's a great bit on, on Questlove's, Questlove has a podcast, Questlove Supreme. And there was an episode from, I think, 2018, where he had Usher on the podcast. Like, he just interviews, like, people and, 
mostly musicians. He interviewed some people in the movie business too, but it's mostly musicians. And he interviewed Usher and there's a great bit on there where Usher is talking about how Pharrell brought him the song. So the Neptunes Pharrell pro uh, produced You Don't Have to Call. And he was talking about how Pharrell like played him the demo of the song and the demo of the song had Pharrell singing. And so Usher does like an impression of Pharrell singing You Don't Have to Call. And it's just like really funny. Highly, highly suggest that. It's great. Okay. But you remind me I went to for, for best song. Okay. For Infinity on High, would you pick for your best song? I did Hum Hallelujah. That one just like really stuck out to me. There's kind of different. That's another one that has kind of like different sections a little bit, but mm -hmm. I just really like the way that one sounded. That's not, I don't have any deep analysis for this one. I just really like the way it sounded. That's, I mean, that's good enough. Like that song is really good. That's a song that did not get a lot of promotion when this album came out. Um, I think, as I recall, it was like, thanks for the memories. So when that, that was the big song off of this album that I remember. That doesn't make mm -hmm. it, that doesn't mean that was the one, the first one. I think This Ain't a Scene had, um, it was released before as a single, but um, thanks for the memories because in the music video, it was like a really weird music video. Um like Kim Kardashian is in it. Really? Like, yeah. But like, I had no idea who she was like, and this was, I don't, it must've been after like the sex tape, but like it was before like keeping up with the Kardashians. And so I, I must've been watching some show on MTV or it probably was MTV. Um, and they're just like, yeah, it's so random. Like <laughs> you have the fallout boy. There's so much, there's a chimp there's a random chimp in this music video and they're like, Oh yeah. And then you have like Kim Kardashian. And I'm like, wait, who is that? Um, I wish I was still asking that, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's like one of the bigger songs that I, I think of. And um, the same scene, the takeover, the breaks over. And um, I'm like a lawyer with the way I'm always trying to get you off. And those are the ones that like I remember being super big. So um that being said, the best song to me is the same scene, it's an arms race. Like I think it's just a very fun song. Um and that's that's about it. I had heard of the name of that song, but I'd never actually heard the song. And yeah. then oh no, I was just gonna say, and then I had also heard I had heard the song Thanks for the Memories. I had, so I'd heard of that song and I'd heard of um, Sugar We're Going Down. So those are the two Fallout Boy, Fall Out Boy songs that I've heard of. But I'd heard the name, the same thing. This is this is it's an arms race. Yeah. So I was like excited to actually get to that. I'm like, oh, I recognize that name. So it's a very long title. A lot of these songs have very long titles, but like yeah, it's yeah, fine. they do. Really unique titles on this on this album. Yeah, for sure. We didn't talk about yes. that, but I agree. Very unique song titles here, which I appreciate. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, In Between Dreams, best song to you? I picked Bell. This okay. is a definitely on-brand pick for me. This is the song on that album that really, I mean, it's like a minute and 40 seconds long or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's the that's the type of music that appeals the most to my sensibilities. Mm -hmm. on that on that album it's kind of this like european jazzy type it made me think of like girl from ipanema a little bit which is a, a stan get song which is more of like i mean that's like a latin jazz song but it's short and it's um 
he sings in French a little bit, which, you know, hey, I took four years of French in high school. So shout out to the French language. I know a little bit. I've been to France. Great country. Paris, great city. So I went with Belle. What did you go with? Sitting, waiting, wishing. And I think it's my second favorite song on the album. But I think, like, overall, like, it's probably the best because it's a little bit, a little bit more to it than the song that I'm like, I love this song. It like sitting, waiting, wishing I would listen to outside of a wedding. Whereas the song that I like the most is it's definitely a wedding song and probably not the best song. I just like it a lot. Yeah. That's one of the Jack Johnson songs that I had heard of before listening to this album. I'd heard that song before. And I like it too. It's a good song. Pretty popular, right? I feel like yeah, yeah. It's one of his more popular songs. Yeah, yeah. What is Jack Johnson doing now? Is he surfing? I mean, he (laughs) he is he. Well, he surfs in um, the Gulf of Mexico. I think he has a house or something in like Galveston or something because one of my friends' husbands he sees jack johnson out surfing i'm like well that's cool um and he's i think he's seen him twice like i think once in texas and once in hawaii i don't know i'm just like i love this journey for all of you who are out surfing not for me but um yeah jack johnson is he released an album a year or two ago and then yeah he's just kicking it i think in hawaii as i think about this i don't know Living the life. If yeah. only if only we could be there. Yeah. Kitten in Hawaii. Ooh, what a time. That would change a lot of things about my life in a very positive way. I agree 100%. <laughs> Definitely oh. agree. So, Let's go to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I think we're going on the same track of going to the worst song um, where we kind of just like blow through these because meh. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um... Mama's Gun. I went with Booty just because, like, it's, I just didn't, it's a different style of song from the rest of the album, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, lyrical content, where it's just, like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's more like, I don't, you know, I don't want your man, even though your man wants me, like, that type of thing. And it's like, uh, I don't know. Was yeah. my, wasn't my favorite. So I didn't like, like, lyrically, I just wasn't my favorite. What, what did you go with? I went with Kiss Me On My Neck because I was like, I don't love the sound of this, like the overall sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was not invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you pick for the worst song for 8701? Okay, so here's the thing about this album. <laughs> the latter half of this album, there are some clunkers. Facts. There are multiple clunkers, and that's... That's what's kind of keeping it from being like a perfect album because the the front, like I said earlier, like it's front loaded. Like there's so many jams, there's so many classics. And then like the last four or five songs, I'm just kind of like, oh man, I could have picked numerous songs for a worst song, which sucks, but I got to keep it real on this podcast. If we can't keep it real on the pod, where can we keep it real in life? It's true. It's good. It's a good thing so, to live by. So I, I went with How Do I Say. So this is kind of like the anti-Bell, where Bell, like, I enjoyed, like, the kind of, like, little French singing. I thought it was done in a kind of, like, funny, like, appealing, like, cute way. 
versus this song where it's just like low-key kind of racist, like kind of just not, I don't know. It's cringy. Kind of like there's a, he's going back and forth with this girl, like the opening song, the opening lyric is just like, she's so exotic looking, which I hate. Like, I hate that term. Yep. Not great. Um, yeah. So it's just, that it was, it's cringy. It was just cheesy and not great. But to keep it real, like, again, I could have picked like three or four different songs for worse song because there are some clunkers. What did you, what did you go with? I went with If I Want To because I also, I didn't really like the lyrics for that one. Yeah. Um, horrible song. It's yeah. A horrible I, song. I was like, like listening to it. I had to like listen, stop it restart it and i was like did i just did i just hear what i just heard yeah is this real so um agreed there's some clunkers and that one i was like i feel so i don't love this as a woman i'm like oh i wouldn't love to hear someone say this the song is literally like i can take you i can end your relationship and you'll be with me if i want to and your friends too yeah and i'm I'm like bro what do you what like, he, even he's got to listen to this now and be like, bro, like I was, I should not have listened to the producers. I should not have let this one get on here, get made. And like, this is bad. I don't. Um, it looks like Jermaine Dupree was one of the producers of this song and Babyface. Oh, uh, yeah. no. Not no, great. Not bad look. Bad look from our guys. Um, what do you think the worst song from Infinity on High is? I went, um, Infamy is greater than fame. Yeah. That it has like the greater than symbol. So, um, I don't know. Just, I didn't really connect with it. Not, not too much beyond that. I just didn't really connect with the song. So that's a really general answer, but. It's fair. Again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to a point where I can critique these better than just like, I didn't connect with the song, but that's, that's my reasoning for it. What did you go with? Uh, I went with, I've got all of this ringing in my ears and none on my finger. Because it's just like, I didn't love it the first time I, like, the first time. When I was younger and listened to this album, I didn't love it. And now I don't love it. And it's not that it's, like, a bad song. I just, it doesn't, I don't hear it in my car. And I'm like, yes, this song. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, well, when's the next song coming? Right. That's always tough when you got to, okay, I got to sit through this one so I can get to the next one. Yes. And like, even like, I think that's only true when it's like the first time you're like listening through the whole yeah. album. You have to be yeah. like, okay, I have to listen. After that, you're like, all right, we're taking this one out. You're benched. Skipped. Yep. What did you go for on In Between Dreams for a song? Staple It Together. Another song that I just didn't love it when I first listened to the album and I still don't love it now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, it leaves a lot to be desired and I don't care for the lyrics. Like the lyrics aren't bad. Like they're not like if I want to, where it's just like, Oh my God, no, it's yeah, yeah. just like, okay, well it sounds like you hail married this. So, all right, whatever. What song did you pick as the worst song? So you mentioned it before you said people either hate or love the song. I went with banana pancakes. I didn't hate it, but I'm just like, I see what he's trying to do, right? Right. He's trying to, there's a line between like cutesy and then you cross the line and it gets into like cheesy and like smaltzy and like saccharin. And 
I didn't think I would use that word on this podcast, but here we are. Um, it's just, it was just too much. It kind of leaned too heavily into like the, into the cheesiness. And I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. I respect it. I'm just not for me. That's fair. I think a lot of people will agree with you on that one. Um, I, yeah, a lot of people agree with you. It's just like, oh, this song. I get it. But I love that song. And it's a song like for people who like are learning to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good song to just like practice. Do you play guitar? Not well. But like but you, but you play. That's all we need. We got yeah. the band coming. We're we, gonna oh, I'm yes. on drums, you're on guitar, we're gonna do it. We need a bassist. We do. We'll figure it out. There's a guy, this is a sidetrack, but there's a guy that I went to high school with um, here and I was like, I went through a phase a couple of years ago where I was just like, I just need to, I'm going to start my own band. I'm going to start my own band. I'm just going to do it. And this kid played bass and we were in jazz band together. He's a couple of years younger than me, but he's a really good bass player. And I like reached out to him on Facebook he was like, yo, like, let's, like, let's just do it. I was just really, I don't know. I might've just gone to a concert or something or just like listened to an album I really liked. And it just kind of inspired me. And so I reached out to him and he was like, yeah, of course, let's do it. I was like, I was so excited. And he was like, did you, when did you move to Minneapolis? And I was like, man, I thought you lived in the morning. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> just kind of killed my dreams, but that's my, keep them alive. we can keep it alive. We'll, yeah. we'll figure something out. Exactly. People do. I mean, like people are all over the country right now still making things. So I bet like bands can come together. I bet they are coming together across the country because they're like we'll record our tracks. We'll layer it. We'll I don't know. We'll use the we'll use the technology available. Exactly. Problem solving. Um, what song did you think was the most singable from Mama's Gun? Didn't you know? We've talked about it a lot. Again, yes. I was jamming. I was seeing it singing to it in my car love the song great great song and you went with didn't you know i was like i really like this is a song that like i would come back to and i would probably jam to it in my car it's a great song love it uh 8701 most singable what did you go with you remind me because it was the song that i was just like jamming to when it came on and it just it takes me back to a simpler time of being, you know, a child and singing a song about, oh, you remind me of this girl that I used to be with, but like we stopped being together because she was sleeping with everyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that aspect of it is tough. It's a little hard. But I was yeah. like, man, kids, they don't know what they're singing. So it's yeah. Um, it's just, what song did you pick? I picked You Got It Bad. It's just, that's, I mean, I'm, when we get to the next album, I picked a song that's also like a ballad. And I want to be conscious of not just picking like the ballad on each song for most singable. But this is just, I mean, it's a classic ballad. You Got It Bad is just, a, you know, it starts sure. off with him just like yelling, singing. And what are you going to do, man? That's a, this, is a, this is a classic karaoke song. Mm-hmm. Like we've discussed before, it's just, it's, you got it bad. It's, you're going to belt it out. You're going to sing it. I had to go with it. I could not choose that one. I support that. And I think it is a very singable song. 
he says it like in the last part of the song where he's talking about, you know, he it's the call and response where it's like, I'm your man, you're my girl. I'm going to tell the whole wide world. Fellas say, I'm your man, you're my girl. I, what All the stuff, like it's he's telling you to sing in the song. It's true. So Usher's telling you to sing, you got to sing it. It's true. It's very true. I wonder if he'd still encourage people to sing with him these days. Good question. Usher, we're going to get you on the pod next time because... <laughs> Let's let's talk about some things, man. Let's just let's hash it out. That'd be great. We've got uh, a lot to discuss. <laughs> true. Uh starting with just this album. <laughs> um, what was the most singable song to you from Infinity on High? Oh with Golden. Okay. I it's again, it's a ballad. It's like a piano yes. ballad. Mm-hmm. I you know, that appeals to me for singing. And I want to be conscious of that on later podcasts i don't want to just pick the ballad every time but this one just kind of spoke to me and it's you know it's stripped down again it's just it's just piano i just felt like it'd be easy to sing this one so that's what i went with what did you go with i went with thanks for the memories because it's very the song is very funny um because it's just like you know the, the line thanks for the memories even though they weren't so great like <laughs> You can't sing it and like not laugh. Yeah. Um, and it would be a song I would definitely sing at karaoke and go. I'm a terrible dancer. I would, that wouldn't stop me. I would sing and dance this song because it's just like such a fun song to me. It's a good one. I, I agree. I, I, the lyrics were funny to me too. And it was one of those where it's like, you know, re listening to it. Now I'm trying to pay more attention to things. Now I'm trying to pay more attention to the lyrics. I was like, oh. It's kind of like a subversion, like you said, like thanks for the memories, even though they're not the best ones. So good pick. Most singable for in between dreams. What did you go with? I went with banana pancakes. There it is. <laughs> there she is. It's it it just is. It is a song that like you can sing with children, you can sing with adults. It's very simple. It's a very like I said, playing the guitar, very easy. So Yes, banana pancakes. What did you pick for most singable? I respect the conviction. I respect you. You know, you're standing on your beliefs. I respect it. I went Thank with you. sitting, sitting, waiting, wishing. Again, it's very singable. Yeah, it is. It's it's the most popular song I think on the record, and it's one that I was familiar with. One of those that it comes on the radio, and you kind of just start humming along to it. So this, I mean, it's not a ballad. It's a like a mid tempo song. So. Mm-hmm. I at least got one of those in there. For most underrated, last category, Mama's Gun. What did you go with? Most with underrated song. My Life. I checked to see what songs were like very popular off this. Didn't you know was popular. So I was like, okay, I cannot pick this one as most underrated. Also, I wasn't going to. But um, yeah, My Life. I was like, I like the way this sounds. And I feel like this would not have gotten as much attention some other songs just listening through the album what did you pick i picked orange moon it's one that i don't think it's a a lot of uh recognition and i mean it's a i think it's a pretty it's a cover of a song a a cover of a of an older jazz standard and again that appeals to me i grew up playing in jazz bands in high school and middle school and i when I started learning how to play drums, jazz music was the first 
type of music I started playing, um, jazz and gospel music. So I love jazz music. I love classical jazz. So Orange Moon is the one that it's the most straightforward jazz song on the entire album. So loved it. Good. It's a good pick. I like that song a lot. Um, from 8701, what was the most underrated song to you? I picked I Don't Know. And if you if you look at, I think it's the, it might be the You Got a Bad video or You Remind Me video. I don't remember. One of those videos, the outro, they start playing I Don't Know. And it's just like a little snippet of the song. Yes. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, a Neptune song. It's, you know, Puff has a, actually, Puff has a nice verse in it. Pretty mm-hmm. solid verse. Probably didn't write it himself, but I mean, you know, you do what you do. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's, it's a great, great song. I loved it. What did you pick? I also picked that song because I was like, how'd this song not be one of the songs that like was super promoted? Yeah. Um, because it has P. Diddy and Pharrell on it. I'm like, yeah. you, you picked all these other songs? But didn't pick this one to be like, yeah, we're gonna like send this one as a as single. Like, okay, well, you should have. It's such a classically produced Neptune song, and it made me think of like that style from the early two thousands, late nineties. Um, are you familiar with Khalees? I know the name, and I'm sure I would know the music. So Khalees did like Milkshake. Yep, you know, the song I say. sure do. <laughs> so yeah, so she did that song and her first, I think it was her first album. Um, she got popular. Her She had a, a, a semi-hit with a song. It, it was, uh, the song is called Caught Out There. And it goes, like the chorus is like, I hate you so much right now. Like that's Khalees. And the Neptunes produced that album. And there's a song on there. I'll send it to you after we're done. There's a song on there called um, Get Along With You. And it's just, it's early Neptunes. And it made me think of, like, uh, I Don't Know made me think of that song. And it made me think of that album. And that's another album that I listen to all the time in my sister's car. She played that album on all the time. And just the, the early Neptunes tracks. I almost did, for, for middle school, I almost did a Clips album, Lord Willen. And that has, um, what is that? Grinding. Sorry. God, I forgot the name. Grinding, which was, I can't tell you the amount of times you people were playing that beat on the tables and it's impossible to, to understate how like important that beat was and that song was, but that's like middle school, the Neptunes, like they ruled that era. And this is just an example of that. So. Sorry, I, I spent way too long on that. Uh, Infinity on High, most underrated. What'd you pick? Uh, don't you know who I think I am? Um, because it's sung. So as I said, the four songs that were pretty big when the album came out, um, this was not like one of those songs, but like I really enjoy it. Um, and I know talking about um, the usher album how babyface was a producer for um if i want to babyface was also a producer on um infinity on high wow okay um for thanks for the memories and i'm like a lawyer the way i'm always trying to get you off so 
we have a connection between the two, not for this song, but that is a song that I'm like, yeah, it's pretty underrated. Um, it's good. A lot. I think that a lot of songs off of this album are really good. Um, this is an album where like, I would say I listened to the majority of it and I'm like, this is so good. So, um, and there are a good number of songs underrated. Um, what did you pick? I picked before, before I say what I picked, I just had yeah. to acknowledge like the cosigns of it. Like they got, you know, Jay-Z is on the in- intro on this album yeah. and then you've got Babyface. I think that, I think that, in, or, uh, I think that Fall Out Boy was on Def Jam maybe. So I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if they're I on the think. link or not, but I'm just really fascinated that they got these, um, like these hip hop, these R and B, like like cosigners. These it's great, and like the takeover, takeover, yeah. the breaks over. Like that's a uh, a lyric from you know takeover, which is a Jay Z song. So that's I don't. I'm just really fascinated by that. I want to like kind of look into that more as to why that is. But and I don't they know, do that fascinates me. I feel like they collaborate with like across genres, and for sure the lead singer um, Patrick Stump, he is on like different tracks with artists that I'm like, Oh, you did a song with this person, Um, like different rappers. And I, I follow boy is very like, they made a name for themselves when they were really big, like both in the music and then like Pete Wines being like all over um, the gossip magazine type stuff mm-hmm. i remember when i found out that pete wentz was like half black i was like damn that's crazy i had no idea it was on one of those like little thing it's you know those little ads that you get mm-hmm. it's like you'll never believe this person is blah 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 i was like damn pete wentz shout out to you man love to see it and it's wild i mean and uh, It'd be good to see. This is like an, uh, a genre that I feel like is uh, lacks representation. I feel you. I agree. It's, Come on, uh, Pete. We need you, man. We need to. We need you. Let's let's uplift. Let's get these black punk rockers in here, man. We do we need it. Just like Darius Record needs to get more black folks doing country. Him and uh, Lil Nas X. They just need to pull all these yeah, black man. folks in and do country music. Love Lil Nas X. What a what a great artist. Love that dude. Okay, so I, I did Hum Hallelujah. A, that's such a good song. song. I picked it for best song, too, and it's just like, I never heard of the song, but I, like, really liked it. I connected with it. I feel like it should be more... I don't think that it's one of their more popular songs, so that's why I picked it. It's definitely not, and it is very underrated, and it's very good. Hum Hallelujah is a very good song. <laughs> I'm glad that you approved of this. It makes me feel like I'm on the right track. You are. You definitely are. Um... I think in general, in the Infinity on High, you're 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 with it. You got it. Okay, I'm I'm really glad to hear it. I'm uh, we're gonna keep moving forward with it. Great. Um, in between dreams, what you pick for most underrated? I picked. Do you remember? And that is the song where he talks about being with someone over ten years. Um, okay. I, yeah. It's just like it's such a happy love song. I listen to it. And I'm just like, oh, I just like you're just telling this story and it's just so sweet and so nice. So that is it. It's underrated. It's not one of his, like, I would assume it's as popular as like any Jack Johnson, just like casual listening. But like, um, I don't feel like it's the one that people like think of when they're like, Oh, Jack Johnson, they think of 
banana pancakes, sitting, waiting, mm-hmm. wishing, um, and like a lot of songs from his other albums. Yeah, this one is not like Breakdown, Good People, Better Together. Like those are all songs I, f- I feel people are like, oh, this is this is the Jack Johnson song that I'm really into. Um, which song did you feel is most underrated? I picked Bell. Okay. I just feel like I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's a short song. It's almost like an interlude. And I'm pretty sure it's not a well-known song of his. But yeah. I just, like, loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. It's Again, it's my style. I guess it it appeals to my my musical sensibilities. So I feel like it's underrated. So I put it for... I think I did. Yeah, I did. For both of your albums, I picked the best song also as the most underrated song. So I don't know what that says about me. But there you have it. Maybe this is me being manifesting my hipster side. Love it. You got to let it out every once in a while. And if you can't let it out listening to Fall Out Boy, I just don't know when you should let the hipster out. It's the perfect opportunity. It is. I agree. I agree 100%. (laughs) What a great combo. Great albums. This was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. These were really fun albums to listen to. Um, You all will be able to find the links to them in the... Um, description on the tailgate society website they will be embedded and you should definitely check them out and check out um can you stand the rain by a new edition when you're listening to um 8701 yes listen to that whole album heartbreak great album do you know so next week we're going to do our next episode is going to be the albums that came out when we were in high school do you know without saying what the albums are. Do you know what you're, what you're going to pick yet? Mm, actually, yes. I know one of them. Okay. And yes, people will have some feelings about this pick, but it's so on brand that like, you have to see it coming from roughly <laughs> a mile away. <laughs> Do you, you haven't, you haven't told me yet. So I'm excited to hear off air. I'm excited to hear what it is. I think you'll, I'll say it and you'll be like, Oh, I'm not surprised by that pick. Um, do you have your, like one or both of your picks? I have both of them. Okay. I know I have both of them. And this is going to be on brand for me. Maybe it's just because it's like, maybe because it's high school and it's so, you know, the the music that you listen to in high school really influences what you listen to for the rest of your life, I think. Yeah. And I have a very personal connection to both of these albums in a way that I haven't had as, I, I don't think that I've had as personal connections to any of the albums that I've picked yet. But these two are just one of them is my favorite album of all time in any genre. And the other is is one of my favorite albums by an artist who I absolutely love. So I'm excited to talk about it. It's going to be a great, great episode next week. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's I'm excited to listen always to more music and go down the rabbit hole. So it'll be fun. Um, Yeah. That's all I've got for this week, but thank you all for listening and be sure to check out these albums. Please listen. They're great. Maybe skip the last half of the 8701, but other than that, it's great. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. That cuts down your listening time if you skip that half of that album. Exactly. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.